0: Hello, 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 hello. It's me, Jared R.
1: Hi, it's me, Teresa. It's me, Renee.
2: It's me, Ulrika.
0: And we are the Get Together Podcast, back for episode two. How's everyone doing? <sighs> oh, How does everyone feel to be oh, back again? Good.
3: The heat wave has been a lot.
0: Mm. What have you guys been doing in the heat? <laughs> Sitting Surviving. <by> um, <laughs> <Damn. Damn>. um. <laughs> is there a way to remove skin? Because I need to know <laughs> ASAP.
2: I can't do anything in this kind of way.
0: You know like when that? you can't flip your pillow around yep. and get That's the That's when you decided. can do. That's when you know it's game over. Everything is out in the night. Breast is out, <laughs> leg is, everything is out. No one should come and disturb me in my room. But um yeah, what have you guys been up to? Heat waves, been like 37 degrees, 36 degrees. Just surviving. What have you been doing apart from surviving? That too, you know, outside, picnics, all of that. <laughs> Don't eyebrow <use your> <laughs> at me, <laughs> Renee. What you been up to?
1: <sighs> Nothing, just chilling. Had two days off, so I was just mm, chilling. I
0: saw you chugging some two. beer on Instagram.
3: Yeah, uh, how was that? You that that like was disgusting. Right
1: like, honestly, that was I nasty. I was just
3: wondering who sent
1: you. <laughs> 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 I just made a bet, and I had no business making a bet. <laughs> so I no, just "No, what said. was the bet, please?" Because I bet, because um, they can't take heat, and obviously I like hot food. Because I went to right. an Indian oh. place, oh. and um. They literally, the guy recommended the hottest curry for me. Mm. And that's I basically amazing. told him it that's not hot. No, it was curse something. I don't know about that. And yeah. I a curse something. So that was, um. so that's the hottest one. And I was just like, uh, yeah, it wasn't that hot. Okay. So they can't take any heat. So they're literally yeah. like the mildest stuff. They're literally crying. So I just dared um, her brother to just eat a spoonful of the chili oh i'd give him i'd give him 20 pound if he'd done it did you give him 20 pound? no because then he betted me to take my 20 pound back if i drink the beer (laughs)
0: wow (laughs) Wow. come on what kind of exchanges i should have know i just yeah i
1: just said never again man that that shit's nasty i don't understand how people can drink that i don't get it i don't don't get it honestly even corona like Everyone's just drinking that shit. Oh I'm the beer.
0: Like, See, I have PTSD like, now. I can't even remember that that's a beer oh, or yeah. tequila or whatever yeah. the hell. that
1: nasty. Like I just yeah. Any beer, I just take clear of. Like, yeah. It's just disgusting, yeah, no. but
3: it's not it's not on
2: brand. You Wait, know? what's your
3: non-alcohol of of choice? The oh. martini. Ooh. that's right. You came
0: with that quick. Any martini, light martini. Yeah. yeah, a nice any cocktail.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a rum person. Apples no. and run.
0: apple juice. Love a good combo. Mm Okay, well, you know, let's start off with some topics for today. I thought we we're gonna we should start off with, actually, no. First of all, let's say congratulations to the kids and the people that got their results today. It was A levels, was it A levels? Yeah, A levels today, A level results day. And I just feel like
2: my little brother's going uni in September. Ooh, hey, Wait, what uni is he going to? Manchester. Oh, he's
0: oh he's away. Um, he's gonna
2: be far. He's He's oh, not. <laughs> he's about to live his best life. He's about
0: to live his best life. Most people that I know that go Manchester love it, so. It yeah. Yeah, shout out to you lot. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more because the government be trifling <laughs> as hell. So basically, um, was it this week? It might be last week by the time this is released, but um, I don't know if any of you guys know the... the I don't know is he a comedian, uh, Instagram Instagram yeah, comedian, sort of yeah. Comedian. Um I think he's like a radio influencer. host as well, influencer. He's called Sideman yeah. on Instagram. Um and basically, actually no, should we backtrack? Let's start from the actual origins of the story. So basically, BBC were moving mad as most big establishments are in this capitalist society. But anyways, um BBC were moving mad and I think they basically had like a news reporter or something. It was, was to do with a
3: documentary uh, and basically she used the N-word but she claimed that she was just referring to a piece of literature. It's not her own words, but that's <laughs> besides the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. If if that was the case then everyone can say the N-word exactly. in songs because that's not their own literature. Exactly. But anyways, so she was moving mad and obviously not just black people anybody with sense was just like what the hell is going on bbc and we were kind of calling for bbc to make an apology which i don't even think we should have to do like they should just know that that's absolutely mad and i think they had waited out for ages not saying anything and then what happened was um this instagram comedian slash radio host sideman he basically decided to step down from his role i think it was on one extra um to step down from his role because he felt like he can't work for an establishment that doesn't obviously acknowledge their wrongdoing and address the outrage in a good way in terms of black people and especially as him being a black person, he just felt like that went against his values um so basically, I just wanted to kind of talk about first of all what you guys thought of the situation and should. Side man have to make this sacrifice in order to prove a point um and why do you feel like certain people's outrage isn't taken seriously
3: where do you begin with this it's just i couldn't believe all the excuses i was seeing online it's just that some a broad like the biggest broadcasting station whatever you want to call it organization in the uk they censor every single word um every single swear word but when it comes to the n-word that is an issue for them to censor. Mm. And it's kind of like, if you can censor the F word or other swear words, Mm. and you know the history behind the N word and the amount of trauma that's caused people, Mm -hmm. why would you not apologize for offending us? It just doesn't make sense. And no, sideman should not have had to step down, but that's the lengths we have to take for people to take us seriously.
0: Mm. But then I just find it funny how the lengths that we have to take taken seriously or just further sacrifice yeah Whereas with other people i don't know i just find that our outrage just isn't taken seriously
3: do you know why hmm. obviously there's certain communities that have more influence in those sorts of arenas hmm. um and we just we're just not at the top unfortunately in those spaces um so that means that basically nobody's looking out for us at the top hmm. and that's what happens in the end. We have to leave. Okay. Until we can get into those spaces, maybe things will
1: change. Mm. To be honest, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really been following it too much mm. because it's just, it's just. I know what's going to happen. Like yeah. It's the same thing over and over again. Mm. It's like, we don't have many black people in power. Like mm. how, for example, in America, they've got at least some black people in a higher power. True. Until we have that here, it's just, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. And even when they apologise, their apology isn't going to be genuine. They're just mm. doing it just mm. to keep the peace. So I'm just like I won't really want it too much because it just yeah. would piss me off, and he shouldn't have to make that sacrifice. But that's crazy. Mm. The
3: lady who said it hasn't said a damn word.
1: Yeah, so I think that's crazy. Just, yeah, that that's would actually be weird, to be fair. <laughs> at this point, it's just there's white like there's just no point because I wouldn't even want her, even if she apologizes, mm. it's just it's not mm-hmm. that she's sorry. So, therefore, straight away, she's sorry she got caught. That's it. So, and for me,
0: it's not even about the apology at this point because I'm over. I just think certain people are mad, but I just feel like what like it's 2020. Why do you still not know like what is acceptable and what is not? Why do you still feel like certain things can be said and you have free reign to say, I just don't understand that at this point? I
3: don't even think it's that they don't know, I just think they don't care.
0: Well, yeah, I guess because they know the
1: position they're in, like nothing's gonna happen to them. Mm. So, it's just. Yeah, they can but, get
0: away with it. Yeah, that's that's all kind of but depressing. But you know what
3: was an interesting um, sort of conversation? It's mm-hmm. just like, is it worth leaving those spaces? We find it hard to get into those spaces, and now yeah. we leave. There's going to be less of us.
0: Do you know what it is, though? You know, th- I feel like there's two parts of the story. Because you know sometimes when someone start to roll somewhere they're like <inaudible> yeah i'm gonna change things and da 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 you know i'm the first black person here and i'm gonna make all these changes but a lot of the time you find that whether you're black or whatever you're like what's the word F- minority minority whatever your difference is for example like you feel like you're gonna be the person to make a change but a lot of the time because these organizations and places are so like the culture is so deep rooted mm-hmm. that you end up almost succumbing to it surrendering to it becoming a product of it and it's like that whole thing of like you see a lot of people at the top that you would think oh that person represents me i don't know if any of you lot watched um i may destroy you for example but like um when the main character i think she she has a book deal or something like that and the public i don't know i think the person in charge of the company that's publishing it is a black woman as well and she's basically like all gas when she sees her but you can just see there's something off and in the end she basically i think she basically like shuts down the book deal yeah, something she... like that and it's just like you can't ex- a lot of the time people might go in somewhere expecting to be this change but then the environment changes them especially if there's only one of you exactly like, there's power in numbers yeah. yeah like at the end of the day if you don't have leverage then it's very hard to change yeah. anything. but um i don't know i think that it, it kind of ties into for me when it comes to building a legacy which is one of the things that It's kind of like our little motto mantra for the podcast. I think what Sideman did is important with that conversation Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like the power of your yeses and the power of your no's and what you tolerate and your boundaries. Um, So I don't know, I wanted to touch more on that, like what building a legacy means for you guys
3: I think it's pretty much exactly what he's done. Mm. I think when it comes to conversations about building a legacy, people Mm. always look at it in terms of, say, generational wealth Mm. and Mm. attaining all this money. But for me, it's really about leaving a mark on this planet, something that I'm proud of, something I'm passionate about, whether that's law reform or just anything, whether Mm. that's writing a book, just something that I'm proud of, my family's proud of, and future generations to come. So I think he's
2: doing that. And even something that you like you represent. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Similar to what John um I can't I don't know if John I'm saying it seemed, Yeah. Similar mm. to what he done. Mm. It's just the way he handled everything. Mm. It's just like he really didn't care. Like he's a big star mm. and he just did not care the views of anyone. Like, he didn't care if he would lose his job mm. that moment or what he was saying. Like it was just like that is how you take steps to kind of build your own legacy and just mm-hmm. to say, look back on it and say, Oh yeah, um, remembering so-and-so back in this day when john said this or Mm -hmm. um sideman whatever Mm -hmm. daily said this it's just like yeah so it would be that's kind of like how pretty much build a legacy is it's Mm -hmm. just
3: it's being unapologetic in your beliefs. yeah 100 percent.
0: but i think with a lot of the people that we're talking about whether that's sideman or to the extent of john beaker a lot of the time it's like they've worked themselves into a point where they can make certain moves that may seem to sacrifice their career, but I think when you have yeah. when you have like a large enough audience and you've created this kind of like name for yourself and your character mm-hmm. kind of aligns with what you're doing, whether you're saying no to something or not taking opportunity or raising awareness, I feel like that that all plays a part to building your legacy. A lot of the time, people yeah. might that feel like- What ties into?
3: Oh, It ties into, is there ever a right time?
0: Oh, oh, segue quickly Is it too early <laughs> to make
3: a change? I don't
0: think so. Ooh. Um you know, is there ever a right time? Oh yeah, you were the one um that brought this quote <laughs> up and we thought it'd be really oh. interesting to discuss.
2: Yeah, so there's this quote, um, and it's basically there's no right time in life, there's just time and you get to choose what you what to do with it.
0: I think that's so true, especially like this year. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys have felt but Entering into twenty twenty, I thought this is my year. <laughs> I just think that like, anything
2: you want to do, just do it. Twenty twenty vision. Like, don't wait
0: for a new year. And actually, to be fair, like all jokes aside, with everything that's going on, it's very easy to like just be like, "This year's cancelled mm-hmm. But honestly, there's never a right time. So whether everything happens this year, you don't know what the hell is going to happen next year. So you might as well just make use of whatever the hell situation, whatever no. resources you are. Um or you have, sorry, and yeah, they're just, yeah, that whole right time thing is just, it's a myth. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: actually a it myth, is. because it will make you feel like like certain things need to be in order for you to make any sort of move.
3: Do you know what's been good for me this year? I've kind of removed the element of time in terms of age. Mm. Like, I always thought, oh, it's going to take me so long to get into this career path, mm. you know, by the time I'm in this career path, I want to have kids, blah, 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 blah. But, Wherever there's a will, there's a way. So mm-hmm. you just have to keep pushing. Yeah,
0: That age thing is frustrating.
1: Yeah. I think I've struggled with that because I can't yeah. seem to shake that. It's yeah. like I have um, to kind of organise what my next steps and that's yeah. what's frustrating yeah. me when everything's not going to plan. Mm. So that's one thing I kind of need to
2: figure out. But yeah, it's just... Yeah. I was saying to T, um, I feel like I'm having my quarter life crisis right now. I've
3: had too much time to
2: think. Mm. Too much time.
0: But, you know, that also ties into the whole get it together thing, because I feel like a lot of the time, you know, when you watch certain shows or when you listen to certain people, it seems as though certain things were in place in order for them to get to where they are or there was this version of themselves that they loved when they started something, if that makes sense. And I feel like with this podcast, especially like we want to show that your opinions and your like journey is valid no matter what stage you're in. Because a lot of the time people Mm -hmm. are like, I'm going to wait until I have this job before I speak about X, Y, Z. But it's like, literally just start building your value from now and believing in your source before everything has happened. Because a lot of the time what happens is people might get these amazing things and they think they're this person. Mm -hmm. And then they find out that there's so many lessons they didn't learn before they got to this point. So it's just that whole thing of like, literally trusting The process and knowing that there's not there's not a right time for anything. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to show up and be the person that you want to be from now, and then everything kind of, God willing, like aligns in a way that you can't you can't like even if you think about where like if I think about it now, I wouldn't have thought two three years ago that I'd have a podcast with you lot. Like I would have never known that. I didn't know what a
3: podcast
2: was. Like really, listen to any podcast. (laughs) Podcast was not on my radar. Shout out Joe Bottom podcast.
0: The Receipt. <sighs> Three shots of tequila.
2: 90s Baby re- Show. Yeah, and there's a lot of good yeah. podcasts out here. Yeah. I don't Podcast. last more than two and minutes. And also,
3: another thing <clears throat> is, there's enough room. Mm. People feel like, oh, there's so many podcasts, you can't start one, but mm. why not? Yeah. There's 24 hours in a day. Honestly.
1: <laughs> you know. I can't lie, I was one of those people. I just thought like, there's so many out there. Yeah,
0: yeah but then there's but, so many doctors, yeah. but we need more. There's Absolutely. So yeah. Shops, but we need more. Like, you just, mm. there's. There's never enough. It's just like having that angle and knowing what to do with it. But all in all, yeah, man, that whole right time, right place is a myth for me personally. I don't know. What else do you not think? It depends what it is, though. Mm. Yeah. Say, for instance,
3: this is from, this is in my opinion. Say you want to start a business, right? Yeah. It's never too early to start. Mm. But with me, one thing I can't stand is say a brand they've started, but the website isn't working
2: so to me it's like it's never too
3: early to start never too late to start but don't be sloppy yeah yeah so i feel like with this podcast that's where we were at we know we wanted to do it we wanted to make sure everything was in place like the basics were in place such yeah. as our artwork our sound stuff like yeah. that and we've got here not exactly like yeah. we don't have everything together true but we're a work in progress <laughs>
0: Right,
1: Hello. we are back. Oh wait, let me try something. Oh, you better get it together. <laughs> I Ooh, you get it together. I actually, don't yeah. like my voice. <laughs> I feel like that too.
2: I All right. I like
3: that. So the talk of the town right now and pretty much live is the GCSE and A-level results, which have been based on predicted and mock grades. So today, A-level students received their results. For anybody that's not from the UK, A-levels is the stage before you go to university or if you're in America, college. college, which means that the grades you get will determine which university you will attend. Now, the problem is the fact that they've been based on predicted grades has caused turmoil. Either <laughs> has inflated, it? <laughs> it has, <I> love this. <laughs> it's either inflated the grades of students who went to private schools or it's punished those who attend state schools in underdeprived areas. So from what I've read, it's been based on an algorithm. In other words, it's an ideological framework which says if you attend X school in X area, you're bound to do less or worse. In addition to most private schools, having smaller class sizes has allowed them to escape that process. Now, in my opinion, that's just not fair. And even bright students everywhere have been punished. Um, And there's many bright students who wouldn't let their postcodes get in the way of their ambitions. So what are you guys thoughts on this? Do you feel like your A levels being based on predictions would have affected your life path? Um, so yeah.
2: Boy, if my if I got my predicted grades, I would not be at uni. Like <laughs> that is actually the same with me. My teachers hated me.
0: <laughs> my predicted grades were better do you know than my grades.
3: It um, it's been based on the algorithm more so. So it's just like a computer has generated these results. I just don't think that's fair. Like, how is a computer
1: generating results? Like, this is actually people's life. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't use a computer. That's just because, for example, with me, I wouldn't be going to uni because Mm -hmm. I flopped my A levels. Mm -hmm. I had to retake Mm -hmm. and do business, Mm -hmm. B Tech business, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I'm in a law degree, so that's nothing. Period. But um, yeah, that's right. So it's (laughs) like it's just like that would have affected me and yeah. how you can tell me a computer is basically mm. predicting how mm. my future is going to go yeah. that's that's actually ridiculous right. and when we're in a big uk like i'm pretty sure they could do a lot better mm-hmm. and to base on postcodes like that's just that's another thing like it's yeah it's ridiculous okay, so Bad.
0: playing devil's advocate then what do you think they should have done like if you was in the government if you were the education minister or whatever obviously given everything that's happened what would you what would you have that's like suggested thing. because i
3: don't want to bash them too heavy mm. because whatever they did was just going to be a mess mm. regardless but i just feel like there was other ways to go around it mm. for instance they should have taken into account what the teacher said about the student mm-hmm. and from what i've been hearing they haven't done that at all mm.
0: yeah. i think for me because when i was trying to think of like obviously the devil's advocate opinion in this so say for example they had done the whole I don't know, say, for example, they did something that maybe was favourable to more students. What mm-hmm. would happen then if certain students, let's say they were predicted higher grades um, than they would have actually achieved and then they got to uni and then they struggled and then they ended up flopping in uni, then I what kind the of problem mess would that is, make?
3: The <clears throat> problem is, it's just that it shouldn't have been done on a computer-generated system. Yeah, It should have been real teachers actually mm-hmm. seeing this student has <clears throat> potential looking at their past results, etc., mm. And also they've used um, the results from previous years. Mm. And that's just not fair. Yeah, no, that's not fair. Say I don't like, know, like might wa- might my swear. college, if they'd used, well, me and Renee's college, mm. I
0: mean, I don't know what grades we would get. <laughs> <laughs> but that's even Actually, a problem in itself good. though, because like it, it goes to certain teachers don't believe in certain students mm. or they don't like yeah. certain students. So then how do you like avoid the bias it's just mad you probably like, have
3: to get like two free markers but of mm-hmm. course that's just a that'd be pretty hard to do yeah. but it would be better than what this is yeah
2: definitely yeah. i think the options for them now is either they appeal their grade they reset exams in autumn Which is I think are,
3: are they allowed to do that i thought that was GCSE. Oh. oh yeah. because the a-level people are going to uni already yeah, yeah.
0: At the end of the day, I think one one main point is regardless of what your A-level results were, which obviously it sounds easy. It sounds easier when you say it than when it's done. But Mm -hmm. honestly, like your life is what you make it. So whatever the setback is, whether you got the grades that you wanted or you didn't, like there is always a solution and there's always a way to bounce back. Mm -hmm. And it's going to feel really, really horrible because I still remember that one scene. I think about it to this day but at the end of the day here I am I'm alive you know I've had great memories and experiences and honestly if I got exactly the grades that I wanted then I wouldn't have gone to my uni that I went to and met some of the friends that I did and had some of the experiences I had actually I I don't even think I'd be friends with you that's true I literally
2: low-key and I wouldn't have met you two
0: exactly so it's like everything happens for a reason so I may not have got exactly the grades I wanted and gone to my first choice and went to my second actually no yeah. Do you know what the problem is? That mm. <laughs> some people, both
3: offers have been withdrawn. And that's why the system is just mashed up. Yeah. No,
0: obviously, mm. I igno- yeah. I definitely think that it's messed up. Like, in me playing devil's advocate, it's just me yeah. trying to think of, like, how this could have been improved. Because at the end of the day, we don't even know if this whole pandemic stuff is going to happen again. Yeah.
3: Like, But it's just like, as Jerry said... Mm. There's always a way.
0: I think for me as well, like obviously A-levels, the big thing is it determines what uni you go to. But I think some people could even consider gap years. I feel like one thing that I wish I low-key did, like half and half, is do a gap year because I feel like obviously people feel like university is this massive point in your life. But then you don't realise that when you leave university... And you're looking for careers or jobs or whatever. They're Mm. asking you like for the experience that you have. And then you're just shuffling because you've Mm. just been like studying basically your whole life. So I feel like there's so much value in gap years. um, And it's definitely like something that you should explore because you never know in that year you could improve your grades. You could get work experience. You could do whatever the hell you want to do. Like, it's a recession, so your education alone will not save you. Like, you better get all the... That's what they don't tell you. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you when you leave university, boy. So I would I would suggest that. And also another thing with university, I feel like I wish I knew about, like, a year in industry and stuff like that. Like, you know yeah. when yeah, you they they don't do promote those, like, it. sandwich courses? Yeah. yeah, but just think about that as well. Your employability isn't just based on your grades as much as you think it is. Yeah. Um, so just step your step your career up, step your pussy up. You'll be oh. fine. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> you'll be fine. Because no, sometimes you got to give people tough love. Like you may be crying and you may be depressed, but you will be fine. And just, you know, lean on the people around you and also your friends because mm. more people are going through this than you. Like you're not alone yeah. and there's nothing wrong with you. It's literally just life and the pagans at the top that decided that <laughs> things are going to be the way it is. Bun them all. Correct. And that's my thoughts on that.
2: Do you know what though? Like one thing I can say with us is at least we will be able to tell our kids Mm. kind of like we would be able to guide them because I don't know about you but my parents didn't go to uni. Yeah. And like Mm. no one in my family did, so it's like like you weren't really able to speak to like I don't know. I wasn't able to speak to my parents about it and kind of be advised and stuff, but like Mm. we now know
3: like I feel like our support systems will be very different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Even with like social media, I feel like it exposes you to so many different things in terms of how people are raised and how people are loved on and how people communicate in their families. And it just brings so many conversations to the forefront. And I feel like it's hard when your parents, like they don't really know what's going on. All they're thinking is, did you get a good grade? Did you get Mm -hmm. into the uni? And like, it's a bit frustrating because you can't even explain your frustrations to them. And even if you did, They'll look at you like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like fix up. <laughs> Which just has you even more feeling like yeah. I'm in this alone, even if they don't do it intentionally. So yeah, it's they feel the like me. it's
3: tough love, but mm, is tough yeah. love always the way to go? And Not in every the day, situation. It's tough, bruv. Mm. I'm
0: delicate and I'm vulnerable right now. you're <laughs> trying to give me tough love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to hug. Brampton manor back it again. Oh, don't with start on a Brampton Manor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you don't know, but there's this one like every
3: <laughs> Every year since I was like in year, I don't fam, know what, 11. Fam, this one,
0: like, what is it? Is it just an A-level place or a school? Uh, sixth form. Everybody oh. gets A-stars and A's. And everyone's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to make sure that my kid goes to but I'm going to be training them so they go. But yeah, no, whatever, whatever place you went to, whatever grade you got, you will be fine. And that's coming from us. Absolutely. Trust us, even mm-hmm. though you have no reason to believe us. We got you. We all graduated, so believe us.
3: That's
1: yeah. so And true. I failed like twi- like my first year of college. And I had oh, to so, exactly. so, And you still so, got here. And I failed back three times, by the way. <laughs> and I still got here. So, exactly. yeah.
0: Don't be asking Renee for any of the calculations. Though. <laughs> Definitely not. <I'm> like, <laughs> don't come to me with calculations. I'll just look in your she face. She said, I don't want to see Pythagoras' theorem ever again <laughs> in know. my life. La- oh, now I have not seen that. Never. I've not
1: anything.
0: Even yeah. a compass, like is that not just the most ridiculous instrument ever?
3: I just don't the, understand like, it. Just, even
0: that, and you know, like when you when you had the whole back to school stationery kit, and in I the used um, to love
3: a stationery shop, and it's
0: like those weird oh, triangle did rulers. <laughs> did anyone ever use those oh, oh, you know no. the weird triangle shaped rulers?
1: No, oh, but
3: they're always,
0: no. they always they always asked there. to get them. Why?
1: My brother did though. But really? oh, that was in aerospace engineering. That makes so. sense. <laughs> I think that's well, like, architecture. <laughs> when you do, yeah, like when you do mm. like, A level maths or something mm. to do with aerospace or architecture. I think that's when you use it because he was using them better. Oh, that makes
2: sense. And we are live. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so, yeah um, going back to what we kind of touched on earlier, um, I was talking about this with a friend, mm. and we were discussing. Like when, when we were growing up, yeah, kind of our relationships with our parents, mm. and we were talking about um, whether they were affectionate with us, mm. and um, how, you kind of like how they showed like emotions towards yeah. you, and whether this you find this that like this kind of affected you growing up, yeah. and I don't know, I guess just discussing our different experiences with it because me personally. I did not experience that. Like, me, mm. to, for me to see my parents even hug each other, I would yeah. be like, what is going mm. on? And, like, I don't know. For me, I feel like that has kind of maybe affected me as a person yeah. because I've, I'm very, yeah. like, awkward in mm. that sense. Like, I will never be kissing anyone in public or anything like yeah. that yeah. you know yeah. in mean? And yeah. it's like, yeah, we're just discussing like, kind of our own, like, different experiences and what you, like, what do you guys think about it?
0: Yeah. I don't think I grew up my parents showing affection either but at the same time the way I grew up was weird because like by the time I was five I was living with my grandma Mm -hmm. and then my grandma doesn't really show affection like that either so I kind of had the same thing of like like hearing someone say I love you and like hugging you Mm -hmm. and like reassuring you in that way that's not really something that I had from like especially between five and like year five I don't know how old you are then um and even like when like a little background on on me like I was born in Sweden and then I was living with my parents then I moved with my grandma um studied here and then like my dad came later on um so I feel like a lot of those formative years I didn't have that so I was already Mm -hmm. very like independent Mm -hmm. and I think when when it comes to independence and stuff like that when when you're a kid maybe growing up with Parents that don't really have affection, you take on this role of like, I'm independent, I'm all for me, like, I don't need anybody loving on me, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, humans need Mm -hmm. like love, affection, reassurance, and they need that example as well and that displayed in Mm -hmm. front of them. So it definitely, it definitely affected me. And I think I took on this role of like, I'm this independent person and like, I'm cool without any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. which would then in turn make me awkward when I feel like somebody is being affectionate. um,
2: don't know how to deal with it yeah
0: like don't know how to deal with it exactly or like if someone's saying a lot of positive things about me like i don't know how to take it like that like (laughs) Like, it's really weird and that and that's toxic man like damn and that's the kind of stuff that it could also push either friendships away Mm -hmm. or push people away because maybe that's how they express themselves to you and then it feels like you're shutting them down yeah so I feel like yeah. that's one way it affected me, definitely, in like my whole I'm independent, like I'm fine, nah, 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 and not knowing how to take mm-hmm. affection.
2: What about you guys? Like, how is uh, your relationship uh, with your parents? I'm a
1: bit different. Like,
2: I've always had um, affection for my
1: parents yeah. since I was like young. I love your parents. You've always <laughs> been the same. I love them so much. Shock <laughs> like...
3: <Adopt> me. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like... no, don't play your parents' i <laughs> like, Curry I'm so go, go, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm
1: sorry. My mum's like, curry goat. Part time, part
2: time. <laughs> now
1: nah, um i love this thing what we do is like we don't go to bed without saying love you so oh we'll see, that, love is, you that, night. that is so cute and i, I can't even <laughs> <laughs> and when my dad leaves to work like or any of us leave mm. to work we always just say love you bye and just oh, stay safe so, cute. Nah, so we've can't always I don't, I don't do that like, no yeah so we've always had that so i've always i love you in my house no though. that's weird Like we literally every night is every night and if we don't say it, but I was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just like, every night we say it. Um, And they always, they automatically know when I'm not in the mood or something like Mm. that. And then they'll just obviously, they're not really, I'll say my mum's not that great with affection when she can see I'm in a mood or something Mm. like that. She doesn't know how to deal with it. Mm. So my dad's more better on that side. But um, the only bad trait I've got from, I am a (laughs) dad myself. But the only bad trait I've got from the whole thing is that in terms of when, like we've we haven't had an argument before, or if he's done something wrong or that i don't like that i've or that i don't he's i've done something that he doesn't like or si- certain situations happened we will go literally like it's so bad to say but we can go without talking for months like months right. well, with nice. your parents like I, I, my I dad like because we're very stubborn yeah. so it's like nice. months. months like not even months i can say i say, I say the, the longest time is like probably <laughs> A month, I'd say. Like, right. no, the longest time for me is like a couple <laughs> of hours. Nah, <laughs> <up? Like, laughs> nah. It's like I haven't <laughs> not spoken to him. It's just like little bits, like oh hi, like yeah. yeah. Hi, but it's yeah, just like we haven't been, popping, yeah. yeah. And then automatically like something happens or we just mm-hmm. have a conversation and we're just busting up laughing or yeah. he, uh, he's offering me food or he's, he's asking me how the that's the me. thing my yeah. dad don't
2: apologize he'll so, just yeah. be like come, so, come yeah something. so the there's
1: certain things good. that he's done or i've done and you just don't apologize we're just like okay we're mm-hmm. good but like we've gotten out of that now it's just yeah. when i was younger i'm just stubborn and um, mm-hmm. so we've gotten out of that now and he, we kind of like it's now that we open up like even a couple of years ago i've never been able to open up to my dad about it like anything even with relationships like with mm. my first boyfriend uh, ex-boyfriend and even when he was like you know you can't talk to me and i just oh, broke down and what I is just that like, language
0: she's speaking i was just like <laughs> open up, like, about relationships? yeah that's
1: the thing that like, i was that, <laughs> that was the, was the first like time up, what happened to you <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I get. Literally. That is literally the first oh. time and it's just like i literally broke down mm. crying and he oh. literally just hugged me and was like you're oh. gonna be fine wow. and so we've just gotten better for all of our communication and if he yeah. annoys me I'll tell him how I feel, so we're kind of good with the whole mm-hmm. communicating now, like now that. that I've grown I older, so um, yeah, I've always been really, and I think I've just yeah. gone a lot closer to my parents, oh, I'd I say, so yeah, I'm kind of different guys in that sense, mm. but yeah, what about you, t, hmm.
3: oh. <laughs> do you know what I feel like in terms of that physical love? When I was younger, it was there, but I don't know, like,
0: yeah, it
3: just transitioned where we just stopped hugging. Like, I used to hug my parents every day before I went to bed until like Aww. maybe I don't know, year seven. Maybe Aww. that was on my part. Maybe I felt like I'm a big woman now. Like, everyone goes to like, yeah, you probably that that probably, teenage, like, yeah it was probably me. And pagan. then,
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> when it's too far gone, mm-hmm. now it just feels awkward to try and, yeah. But I think in my household, we're actually big on like affirmations. I think that like yeah both my parents they've always told me I'm I'm great like I'm able oh yeah so I think that's almost compensated for that physical touch
2: yeah yeah
3: and I think that's something I want to continue in terms of affirmations as well yeah. as the physical um interaction with yeah. my children
0: I think that's so weird because like my mom is very much like like she, like she she like affirms me and says stuff like that but like I said, because I don't know, I feel like with those formative years where I was just like independent, right. I literally I can't take it. I'm just like yeah, yeah. Like I just I just get yeah. very awkward. So shut I just feel down. like yeah, I almost not even shut it down, but it just I just feel like it goes in one, in out okay. the other. So I don't know. I feel mm. like that's one thing where like when I have money, I'll do like therapy and yeah, figure that out. Because I think
2: therapy is like very important, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh,
3: I feel like it's good to know about yourself and why you behave the way Mm. you do
0: in my head I feel like therapy for the longest time was reserved for either rich people or really crazy people yeah Yeah. this is the thing like that's how I saw it like I and I don't think it's really packaged as something Mm -hmm. that's accessible to everyone um yeah but I think I think it's something that I definitely would love to. I feel like everyone should do it though yeah because i feel like there's so many things that even from our childhood like we just kind of accepted as mm-hmm. this is my story and <laughs> you don't actually try and pack it and you don't see how it affects you
2: like in your current day do you know
3: what like did this happen to you guys where like something from your childhood you remember it, and you're like that's pretty like messed up yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. i'm like pow, like mm-hmm. <laughs> how did that how did i just mm-hmm. get through yeah, that honestly mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I'd even want to go to therapy just to know how to bring it up, though. Yeah. Because, like, I would love to have certain conversations with my parents and know, like, the tools to use to, like, ask certain questions or for them to tell me certain stories about why things are the way they are, et cetera, et cetera.
3: But, Yeah. I don't know, in my household as well, like <laughs> with my family, it's like, mm. you know when they still feel like you're a child and mm, there's like these yeah, family yeah. secrets, like, I want to mm. know the nitty gritty of yeah. what, what is what? <laughs> you know
0: when you figure out a family secret, <laughs> it's like, you <laughs> 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 oh, you love us so travelling, You feeling like you're the EastEnders episode or something. Oh my God, they're families. Oh, nah. Did you not ever have that though, when you was younger and like, let's say there was like a family meeting or something downstairs and then you just be there like at the top oh, of the best stairs best. trying to <laughs> listen <to> in <him. laughs> and then as soon as someone goes to the toilet or we'll and you just run upstairs and pretend you didn't hear anything. Literally. Nah, the kids be knowing, like, you lot don't know, know, the kids be knowing the tea. <laughs> and like, if you have one cousin, they'll be like, no, but did you know that this happened with this and <laughs> this? No, nah, kids be so trifling. No, I
2: think with my own children, like, I will make sure that, mm. you know, they're hugged often, like, mm. like I'm, I'm going to kiss them all the time. Mm. I don't know, because I, I didn't grow up with that. So yeah. I just feel like it's just something that Children, shit like i don't know as yeah. you know like, you should be able to do that with i don't know like, and just feel comfortable doing it yeah. and i think it's important just yeah. just the way it yeah. it might like it impacts people but yeah. you don't really speak about it
0: i feel yeah. like one like unspoken thing as well is a lot of our parents might be like first generation like, would it be first generation? yeah they're or first. like or they'd be like immigrating here maybe yeah. they weren't born oh we're here. first aren't we yeah oh, we're first Maybe we're first. yeah so like they're immigrating into europe mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out all these like all these new values the and cultural the norms are, yeah, that we have yeah. this
2: like, is why i'm kind of like accepting of it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And i understand because it's like it's diff- so i it's feel
0: like different. exactly like we can compare like mm-hmm. how the effects of what it was like them coming here and how it affected them like I was thinking about this now. Like, my dad randomly said to me, you know, when I was your age, like, I moved to Sweden. So mm. I'm just thinking, at my age now, can I even imagine going from Why? one continent to a whole yeah, other continent, thing. having kids, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure this out at 23? They nah, grew huh? up
2: yeah. very quickly. How yeah, my dad do. came here mm. from Sri Lanka at 21, yeah. like, on his own. Mm.
0: That is mad. Nothing, like, no
2: contact, nothing. How do you even pick up and start in a completely different, mm. like, oh, it's crazy.
0: Uh, when you really think about your yeah. parents' stories, like yeah. you just have oh, to rate what? them so much because <laughs> they're literally. Because I remember, like especially growing up in primary school, for example especially like some of my white friends, for example, I was just looking at their families like, oh my God, like you guys do all this stuff. You guys have tea and talk about this and you talk like this (laughs) to each other. But it's like, there's so many experiences that their parents didn't have to go through. Absolutely. Um, So they don't have to deal with whether it's the trauma of it or whatever it is. Like they literally just have kind of like this blank slate that -hmm. they can just build. Or they they already have things there actually that they can build upon from their grandparents and their grandparents. I don't Mm -hmm. want to... It might
3: sound bad, but you know mm. some races are hundred more than a hundred years ahead, mm-hmm. and you know when we try to place ourselves in the same situation as them, mm. it just doesn't work. Yeah. And when I was younger, I did never I didn't understand it that way. Yeah. But my parents came here first generation, trying to s- build a life. Yeah. But other people yeah. have been here, this is their country. Yeah,
0: I mm. think that's why it's so important to have like patience with your parents and not yeah. have like this resentment of like why didn't I have this? A lot of yeah. the time, you just have to understand that. First of all, they're people, and, and there is a point, especially when you grow up, where that clicks that my parents are people. they're yeah, not they're just, just, my just mom your parents. Like they're actually a whole human being with a whole name and a whole life story and wants and needs. And, yeah, I don't know. So I just feel like you have to be patient with them and figure out a way to, if you feel like you haven't received affection, bring that conversation up mm. and just have like another level of understanding. I feel like.
3: But another thing is would you want that affection now? I yeah, mean, I had a discussion f- with them. Would you want things think. to change? I don't think it would.
2: I don't, for me personally, I don't think it could change. Like, mm. it, it might, like they might understand. Mm. Yeah. But it would be weird for it to just be like yeah. it's, it's not a switch. Do you know what I mean it's not something yeah, that yeah. can just that's t- true. It's, it, it has to come naturally, and I just feel like once you're used to that, mm-hmm. it's hard to you know.
3: I guess it'd just be good to have the dialogue with them. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, just to like at least have a discussion about it. I saw um, another tweet. It was like normalized apologizing to your kids, mm. and I think this is also really important, especially in, t- in especially in the sense of you don't have like, those kind of relationships with your parents where you feel like I don't know when you're feeling emotional and you're like able to yeah. like not able to speak to them in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was just. It's just like the impact on you as a person
3: at the end of the day like saying food is ready is not an apology, yeah. it's, ah. an apology. it's actually it's not, not. I mean, you're just sweeping it
0: under that. the rug and, and you're just eating it mad like exactly, oh like good yeah. but i'm so bad still to <laughs> <say something laughs> about it. yeah
2: No. Nah, and then the actual thing like whatever yeah. happens is never not gets addressed, addressed. yeah, not resolved. Just not yeah. Ad- exactly nah. so Just keep it keep it moving yeah. i think
0: it's all it's all under that umbrella of vulnerability mm-hmm. though i feel like ooh. Five minutes left. Okay. Yeah, it's all under that um umbrella of vulnerability and them feeling like... I think a lot of it is that whole thing of, like, in a lot of cultures, respect your elders means don't question them mm-hmm. and they can never be wrong. So mm-hmm. even if they think they're wrong, they would just kind of be like, okay, here's food. Because mm-hmm. it, just, yeah. it just doesn't even make sense that they would yeah. they would apologise to their own kids because yeah. like, at the end of the day, I'm your mum, I'm your dad. What I say is right. And even if I'm wrong, like I'm Do not going to address what?
3: it. Maybe that fear's comes from like losing their authority yeah but actually yeah. that's an authoritative authoritative thing mm. to do mm. apologizing yes. knowing that's when true. you're wrong that and teaching so your children wrong from right yeah,
0: yeah. that's so yeah. true yeah so i think that impacted
3: yeah. me because they didn't apologize to me mm. sometimes i'll find it hard to apologize yeah, to yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah so i'm that's definitely working version. on it
0: though i've recognized that all right well on that note i think we're gonna wrap it up because we only have five minutes left and it's time to say our goodbyes. Ooh. But I think that was successful, guys. I think mm-hmm. so, too. I've been Aurika. I've been Jared i I've been Teresa. I've been Renee. And we are the Get It Together One to t- Gang. <laughs>